My message is entitled, No, Mary Didn't Know. Look to the person next to you and say, No, Mary Didn't Know. Now, I know you've heard the song. This time of the year, they start singing the song, Mary, Did You Know? And my opinion is, Mary didn't know, okay? She didn't know all that would be entailed in God using her. She didn't know all of the things that God had in store for her. But would you turn in your Bibles with me to the book of Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1, verse 26. Luke chapter 1, verse 26. It says this, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, don't be afraid, Mary. You've found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you're to call him Jesus. He will be great, and he'll be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever, and his kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin? The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered, May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the scripture says that the angel left her. I'd like to take a few moments today and talk to you about this humble girl, this teenager that we know as Mary, the mother of Jesus. This young woman was a person who God chose to use in a miraculous way. In many ways, she was a very ordinary person. She was a very ordinary person. She was just a common person from an insignificant, tiny village in the region of the Galilee. Yet she was distinguished from others. And the thing that distinguished her from others was that she had found the favor of the Lord. Now, I want you to notice, you don't even have to go and try to find the favor of the Lord because the favor of the Lord is looking after you. The favor of the Lord is coming to you. In fact, when the angel appeared to her, he said to her, Greetings, you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. Do you realize this? That an instant of God's favor can completely transform everything in your life. You don't need everybody else's favor. You don't need everybody else's approval. You don't need to win the approval of all the people around you. In fact... If you're going to do things God's way, you will often face opposition. Because you do things God's way, there will be those who will oppose you or those who will reject you. You'll often face criticism and opposition. But God's favor changes everything. I want to encourage you today, don't try to do it all on your own. 
Don't try to work everything out on your own. Don't try to figure out all of the complex issues of life and all the challenges that you're going to face. What if we just rest in the favor of the Lord? In an instant, listen to me, in an instant, God's favor can transform everything. If we're going to seek something, I want to encourage you to seek after the favor of the Lord. So many people try to win man's approval, and they want people to think well of them, and they want people to agree with them, and they want people to pat them on the back, and everyone to talk well about them. And if someone doesn't think well about them, their whole world is shaken. Friends, man's opinion really doesn't matter. We need to seek after the favor of the Lord. We need to desire the favor of the Lord. When the angel told her all that God had in store for her, her question was this, how will this be? To put it in today's terms, she could have said, how is that possible? How is that going to work out? Well, I want to remind you what the angel said to her. He said, Mary, don't be afraid, for you have found favor with God. You're going to conceive, and you're going to give birth to a son, and you're going to call him Jesus, and he will be great. He will be called the son of the most high. The Lord will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. There's a lot of questions. You know, when Mary had this question, whenever God told her what he was going to do through the angel and Mary said, how will this be? And you know, a lot of us have a question. How is this going to be? There's things that God has said to you. There's things that God has promised to you. And the question that we often comes to our mind is, how is this going to work? How can this be possible? You may say, there's some dreams or some visions that God has spoken to you. Some of you, when you were praying, there's things that God told you about your kids. And you look at your kids now and you're like, oh my gosh, how can this be? Huh? There's some things that God has said to you that he's going to do in your life. Some of you with your businesses. God's given you a dream and he's given you a vision of things that he wants you to accomplish and he wants you to do. And in your heart, you say, how can this be? As I said, with your family, there's things that God has spoken to you. You know, it's from God. There's something in your heart that resonates and says, I know God spoke that to me. But as you look at the circumstances, you say, how can this be? There's some of you who God has put his hand and his call upon your life for a particular work for him. And you're going to impact people's lives and you're going to see God use you. And as you look at yourself, you say, but God, how can this be? How can my family be restored? How can my hope be restored? How can I ever be happy again? How can I ever have joy again? How can God ever use us again? Mary's problem was that she was a virgin. To be honest, that doesn't sound like too bad of a problem. But I have a question for you. What's your problem? Look to the person next to you and say, what's your problem? Make sure you know them. Introduce yourself. Okay, just tell them your name and who you are, just so that they know. Mary's problem was that she was a virgin. Some of you, your problem is, is, well, pastor, God's spoken to me things that he wants to do, but I'm not smart enough. I'm not wise enough. I'm not spiritual enough. I don't have the right connections. I'm older in life, and I don't know that I have the energy. Friend, that was her problem. The Lord's favor trumps all of that. 
If you're not smart enough, the Lord's favor trumps that. If your family is a total mess, God's favor trumps all of that. If your son or a daughter is addicted to all kinds of stuff, God's favor trumps all of that. If your back is against the wall and everybody around you opposes you and is against you, God's favor trumps all of that. God is the majority. Any place that you and God are, you are in the majority. If you're in the will of God, if you're obeying the voice of God, it doesn't matter who opposes you, what opposes you, what the odds are against you ever fulfilling what God has placed upon your heart. God's favor trumps all of that. Now, I got to be honest. I don't think that Mary knew. You know the song, Mary, did you know? I'm not going to sing it. No, no, I know you want me to. I don't think Mary did know. I don't think that she knew all that God had in store for her. Yes, God spoke to her. I don't think, though, that Mary understood all that would be required of her. I don't think that Mary knew whenever this promise came from God. And Mary's like, well, how can it be? I don't think that Mary knew, completely understood that it would lead to a cross one day. I don't think that Mary understood that. I don't think that Mary knew the sorrow and the pain that she would bear. I don't think she understood all of that. I don't think that Mary knew how far-reaching the impact of her son's life would be. I think Mary thought, well, you know, this is really cool. This is awesome. We've been hearing about a Messiah. Typically, that was, for the Jewish people, that was a political deliverer who would rise up and throw off the oppression of Rome. That's the extent of how far she thought her influence would go. Maybe he'll rise up and he'll be the king. I don't know how that's going to work. You know, I'm not sure how that would would work. Here's the thing. I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. Whenever God gives you a dream or a vision, when God speaks to your heart, and I'm not talking about like pizza dreams, okay? Because we all have pizza dreams. Some of you may have had those last night. I'm talking about the things that are birthed inside of you that's implanted inside of you by the Holy Spirit. It's something that you want to see or do or accomplish for the kingdom of God and for the glory of God. It's not just, I'd love to score a touchdown in the Super Bowl. I don't know that that's a God dream. Could be, maybe for some people it is. There's dreams and visions that God has placed in your heart. And once it's planted there, once it's planted there, oftentimes there's an opposition that comes to it. Now, we're going to read in a few moments how when Mary went to Elizabeth's house, Elizabeth confirms what God had said. The baby in Elizabeth's womb leaps. And as I said, I'm getting ahead of myself. All of that happened, but you know, Mary also had to go and face Joseph. And there was some opposition there. Joseph was ready to divorce her. They'd been pledged together. They'd not come together. They had made a commitment that they were going to be married. And Joseph being an upright man, the scripture teaches us, he didn't want to hurt her. He didn't want to destroy her, but he felt betrayed and he was going to put her away quietly without a bunch of noise about it. He was going to leave her. Mary faced some whispers from other people, some people who didn't believe in this vision that God had given her. They didn't believe what God had spoken to her. As I said, she would face her son. There were times in which Jesus, the crowds of people were around him and she didn't have access to him like she had earlier. There were challenges that she would face whenever people would say things about him and ultimately when they crucified him upon the cross. Mary did not know how she would at times suffer because of her obedience to God. She didn't know all that would be required. 
nor did, did she know the glory, all of the glory that would result through her obedience. But the angel gave her this promise from the Lord. And I believe it's a promise for you and me. Verse 37 says this, for no word from God will ever fail. Look to the person next to you and say, no word from God will ever fail. I want you to hear this. There are words from God that some of you will not see come to pass in your human life. There are visions and there's things that God has planted inside of you, things that he's going to do that he wants to accomplish. And I want to just tell you this, you will not see it with your human eyes, okay? So don't be disappointed. There are things that God has planted. That's why in Hebrews chapter 11, it calls them the heroes of the faith because they died believing the promises of God. Okay, so there will be some things in life that you will not see with your human eyes. But that does not mean that God will not bring it to pass. There are visions that God has planted in the hearts of men and women who they've prayed for and they've labored for and they've done all the hard work and yet they die without seeing it come to pass. That does not mean that God is a liar. He makes us a promise. He says that no word from God will ever fail. So if God has told you it, then buddy, you can go to the bank on it. You can pass from this life into the next with the full assurance that if God spoke it, he will bring it to pass. Mary did not get to see. Mary didn't understand the millions of people, the billions of people, billions. If you've ever been to Nazareth, Back then. Now, I wasn't there back then. I've been there since, but I wasn't there back then. They show you the ruins of Nazareth there. It it was a small little village. There wasn't much going on. It'd be like out in the middle of East Earl. It wouldn't be near as big as Terry Hill or as big as Goodville. It would be a couple clusters of dwellings. They'd have been dwellings, caves and dwellings that they would have lived in and, and some stone places. And it wouldn't have been something that would be some big glamorous place. And I'm sure that Mary thought, well, you're going to use me, God? Do you, do you know where I'm from? To touch the world, I got to be from a metropolis. To touch the world, I got to have the right last name. I got to have the right connections. No, to touch the world, you need the favor of God. I want to say this to you, something greater than that. The influence of your life, this is what I want you to hear. The influence of your life, if we live our lives properly for the Lord, the influence of our lives will last long after we're gone. And the influence of our lives will only increase. And for Mary, she didn't know about the billions of people, billions with a B, who would call upon the name of Jesus as their personal savior. She could have had no way of possibly knowing that. She had a picture, but her picture was not near as big as God's vision was. Can I say this to you, that your picture and your vision for your life and God using you and you touching other people's lives is not near big enough to compare with how big God's vision and his plans are for your future. Some of you say, Pastor, you don't know, I have some pretty big dreams and I have some pretty big visions. The scripture says that no eye has seen, no ear has heard. Neither has it entered into the hearts of men, the things that God has prepared for those who love him. Now, 
their question was, how will this be? How will God bring to pass the destiny that he has in store for me? Angel's answer was, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And can I just say to you this, that that same word that was given to Mary applies to believers today. How will God fulfill his vision and his plan for my life? How will God bring to pass those dreams and those visions, those things that I almost am afraid to tell people because they'll think I'm crazy. How is God going to do that? Well, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. God is going to anoint you for the task. He's going to empower you and give you ideas and strategies and wisdom and strength. Finally, I want to take a look at Mary's response, verse 38. How does Mary respond to this encounter with the angel? Her response is one of humility. Mary says, I am the Lord's servant. I hope that's what you say today. I hope that you don't say I'm the system servant. I'm this world's servant. I'm everybody else's servant. I hope that your response is, I am the Lord's servant. The scripture says, Mary answered. And she says, may your word be fulfilled. Then the angel left her, the scripture says. Mary submitted herself to the will of the Lord. We see her humility when she proclaimed herself to be the servant of the Lord. And she said this, Lord, may you bring it to pass. Mary didn't say, okay, now I got to go and make it happen. See, God gives some of you, I want you to hear this. God gives some of you a vision, and then you think it's your responsibility to make it all happen. We had a guy in the Bible, his name was Abraham, and he did that exact same thing. And to this day, we are still dealing with the results of his trying to accomplish something that God promised, he tried to accomplish it in the flesh. So what I want to encourage you to do is I want to encourage you to be a people who are quick to listen to the voice of God, who are quick to obey the voice of God, that when God gives you a vision that you spend your energy listening and obeying what he says more so than trying to go and make it happen in your own strength. Once again, God's favor can accomplish more in an instant than you can accomplish in a lifetime. Verse 39, at that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea where she entered Zachariah's house and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greetings, the baby leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored? Listen, some people get jealous when God rests his favor upon another person, okay? I want to encourage you. There's enough of the favor of God to go around. Don't get upset. Someone else gets blessed. Someone else's business is prospered. Someone else gets recognized in some way. Someone else's kids get saved. You know, it's funny. You'll see someone, their kids get saved. They've been away from God for years, and someone else gets mad about it. Excuse me, let me just rant for a second. That's how dumb, that's how dumb some people are. They get upset because God saves someone else's kids. Well, he didn't save my kids. My kids are still like the devil. And, you know, sometimes people get jealous when God blesses somebody else. 
They think that if God has a blessing for Joe or if God has a blessing for this person, that he doesn't have enough for me. Listen to me. The favor of God, there's enough of it to go around. And we need to rejoice whenever God bestows his favor upon another person. Now, this woman says, Elizabeth says, why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. That was John the Baptist. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promise to her. What is that word? That scripture is a word about faith. That when God says something, that you and I believe it. And Mary said, my soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. Mary stayed with Elizabeth for about three months and then returned home. I don't think Mary knew. Next time you hear that song, I'm going to mess it up for you the rest of your life. (laughs) You're going to be like, no, pastor said she didn't know. She didn't know. Mary, did you know? No, No, pastor said she didn't know. Can I say this to you? I don't think you know either. I don't think Mary knew. And I don't think you know the things that God has in store for you. I don't think that you know of all the favor that God has stored up for his children. I don't think you know just how far the impact of your life can reach when you surrender yourself to the will of God. I don't think that you can imagine how great God's plans are for you. But what does it require? For God to use us, just like to use Mary, it requires humility, a humble heart who will obey and believe God. So I don't think you know. I really don't. I don't think we've even scratched the surface of what God will do for a man or a woman who will abandon their lives to the will of God and who will serve him wholeheartedly. And even at the end of your life, when you look back, I don't think that you will know until eternity how great God's plans are for you. You may see a part of them, but I believe this. I believe only eternity will tell how vast and great God's plans are for our lives and how far our influence can go if we humble ourselves and submit ourselves to the will of God. And if we say, I am your humble servant. Do with me as you will. Father God, we pray and thank you for this example that we have in Mary who was surprised by the encounter with this angel. 
and what you spoke to her and showed to her the plan that you have, Lord. And, and I just pray that as Mary carried Jesus in her womb, I pray that we would carry the message of Jesus into our workplace. I pray that we would take Jesus into our schools. I pray that we would take Jesus into our families. And Lord, every place that we go, I pray that we would carry Jesus. We know that he's already there. But I pray that we would help to reveal him to a world who is lost and dying without him. I pray, Father, that you would enlarge our vision to see how wide and high and deep, how unfathomable is your love for us and your plans for our lives to bear fruit that brings glory and honor to you. We ask, Father, that we would be found your humble servants who obey you with all of our hearts. And I pray, God, that we would believe without a shadow of a doubt that not one word from the Lord will ever fail. And we praise you for that in Jesus' name. Amen.